the Leash Today Talking Sport podcast, brought to you in association with Booth Concrete. Booth Concrete provide high-quality concrete products to Leash and the surrounding counties. Thinking concrete, think Booth Concrete. When quality matters. Tone will be fairly... like uh, Right. Hello and welcome to the latest Leash Today Talking Sport podcast. Look... I don't know where you start or what you say. Leash were beaten 8-16 to 2-12 by Down in Croke Park yesterday. The final scoreline actually wasn't as bad as it once said. I think it was 27 points between the teams at one stage. Talgent Cup semi-final, Leash footballers. There was four goals in the first 15 minutes or so, Alan. I don't know what you say. What, what what can you say or what can you do? Like The worst thing, I suppose, is it's probably the worst thing for management and players is that just feel sorry for them. You know, mm. it's sort of like, and, and that's nearly worse than if we've heard about abuse in that previously. But like nearly in, in elite sport, to feel sorry for a team is nearly probably the worst thing that can happen. Yeah. Um, I We we spoke to Neil Lockwood, uh during the week from the Irish News and afterwards he, he rang me on um, Friday because he, he was doing his own preview for uh for the Irish News and we're talking about leash footballers and um, we were chatting and he just said to me like you know he said down we'll go for goals early down will 100% they will target the fact that Leash coughed up goal chances against Limerick uh, and they will go for them and you could see it straight from the off like that there was no question in their minds what they were doing and they ruthlessly exposed Leash now I watched the game back last night when they came home Um, the first goal long ball into the full forward he won it in front of Robbie Piggott and Liam Kerr came steaming just and and you know Parry Kerwin is probably one of the quickest players in leash. If you if you were to ask me to pick out lads who were the quickest, but he just couldn't live with him like you know and that was the when I saw that happening, he was completely left behind and I was going, Right, we're in serious trouble here because this is one of the fastest players in the county and he's not fit to live with with these lads uh, pace and power. The second goal actually Leach were very unlucky because Mark Timmons gets takes out, taken up with referee. I'm not sure many people would have caught that um, at the time, but he he comes out to make the tackle, and the referee steps across him and completely blocks him. And if you if you look back, I don't know if you looked at the screen at the time, you could see him kind of with his arms out pointing at the referee. And I thought maybe he was trying to say the ball was throwing or something like that, but he he actually got blocked off. He was coming out to make the tackle. The referee turned into him, and the two of them collided. And that's what created all the space for, um, I think it was, who went through for the second goal? I can't even remember who went through. Havern. Did, did, did Pat Havern, Havern get the second goal, I think? Yeah, yeah Pat Havern. But the, fir- the, fir- the first one was, like, that was your man Oren Murdoch, and we spoke about him previously. He was wearing nine, but he was playing full mm. forward. And he was under 20 this year, and Down sort of juggled his resources. Like, he played in some of the games, but then didn't play in, I don't think he played in the Ulster Championship because the under 20s were playing. Um, and he was over and back a little bit. Um, but, but he, he got out in front of Piggott for that one uh, and because Piggott started full back and he just popped off a lovely pass. It was a good goal. It was a very good goal. Um, but the ball in, that he got out and won it and then he laid it off. But like, yeah, I, 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 I remember you talking about Timmons with that with the hands out and I was wondering, that probably should have been a throw-up then in that regard. I think like, so, yeah. I think if, yeah. if the referee, in, yeah, because like, no, look, I don't know, maybe he wouldn't have made the tackle, but he would have been there to make the tackle. So but, whether he would, but I suppose, I suppose, like, can't look. The wheels fell off the wagon 
the thing about the goals, like if you were over down, you'd be saying like these lads have been coughing up goal chances all week, all year. Let's let's go for goal chances because there will be goals there. Um, and like Lim- sure Limerick could have had four or five goals if Limerick had been as ruthless as Downward, they could have had four or five goals. But like Jenny is just so like and the thing was there was a great leash crowd there. Like you know we've yeah. heard about the small numbers and the people. The, the county, every county is the same. They're just crying out for a team to support and to everyone to get in behind. And I think for the most part, the least GA community, the least football community did that. Like I met people from more or less every club, every football club in Croke Park or around Croke Park that, or yesterday. And national semi-final, chance to get to a final. It was 4 p.m. live on, on TV. This was like prime slot. It wasn't in the graveyard slot at 2 o'clock on a Saturday or or... Saturday evening off up the country or something. At least were, were, but 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 the game was over and done with so quickly that there was. I always use the thing that all you can hope for with a team or a match is that it gets into the last ten minutes, and there's there's a chance, you know, mm. uh, and and you'd that type of a beating yesterday, you could say something if like if something happened with fifteen or twenty minutes to go and they just collapsed at that stage. And and the wheels fell off or whatever, but it, because it happened so early on, it's such so so disappointing. And like that can't happen at county level. Like there is no county team should go out and concede eight goals. Um, and it could like, have been worse. And it could have been worse. It could. You, you know, it's bad when you see teams sort of nearly sympathetically punching the ball over the bar after about twenty minutes, which down yeah, down to two points in the first half. And then the second half, I think it was Ryan Johnston. I don't know how he kicked it over the bar. He was so close to the goal. Uh, Killian Roach made a couple of saves as well. Like they easily could have had 12, 14 goals, like which would add an all as it was. The, the only thing was talking to Marty Morrissey. He was doing the commentary for, for RT. I was talking to him in the lift on the way down. And he said, that was Marty. The only, gosh, Marty was, <laughs> so it's fun. You know, when they're doing the commentary, they're not, um, they're not dressed up as much because they're not being oh, seen, yeah. like, you know, so. He was dressed out, but anyway, he, he just sits me. But they were over the far side, weren't they? They were in the Cusick side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they come over. I don't know why. I, was, I don't know why they come over. I don't know. He, won't, he came over. Anyway. But anyway, he just sits me. The, the only thing from from least point of view is, uh, at least they kept going and they took the awful look off the scoreboard by getting a, a bit of a surge near the end with the two goals and and the couple of points that the that they reeled off. It because it, it could have easily been eight, whatever to eight or nine points. Like it, it, it. But, yeah, it could it could have been that. Um, no, look, it's it's. I suppose I I I remember looking at down last week, and you feared that they'd be all wrong for leash with the way they they play, and the open spaces in Crow Park and the pace that they have. No, never in my darkest nightmares did I imagine that it was going to be what it turned out to be. Um, but they were all wrong for us, and that was it. And like you mentioned about the supporter dead right, my. My brother was down. He wasn't up in the in the posh park with you. He was down in the in the with the Jeep with the seats. populace. Yeah, and uh, before the game, like it was great um, chanting. Uh, it, not not in this in the stadium, out in the back part where lads were getting drink and stuff, and it was great chanting going on and singing. And there definitely was. And it, I remember even the the first big crowd of too. Like yeah, like, yeah. The first thing I got up, like, okay, I was, I, 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 good contact got me a couple of premium level tickets, and I was sort of feeling very chuffed with these premium level tickets, and brought the kids and the whole lot. 
every time Dick and Harry was up there from what I could see. <laughs> I said, how do they get them all the time? But I'm of the view, I'm never going anywhere else other than the premium level again. You know, it's the best level to watch a match. It's very simple. Now, I wouldn't be bringing kids to a really big match there um, because I would like to watch it properly. Um, you know, because go to the toilet and all that, out to the shop. But like, you can see how it gets a bad name, the premium level, like, uh, and the corporate level is worse again. That wasn't open yesterday. But like, there was free copies of the Irish Times you could pick up. You know, it was like a hotel lobby or something. And like, at one stage, I brought brought the kids out to the toilet. Okay, the match was dire. Like, and thank God Galway and Mayo was on at the same time, or the Talchin Cup would have got some kicking for being mm-hmm. for being taken live TV slots on the Sunday afternoon. But um, there was a lad sitting down on the couch, his back to the game. The game was behind him reading the Irish Times. And <laughs> was, now, look, the game was dire, so I don't, you know, and there was another woman, like, holding a drink, chatting out loud, full, well, I was more than entitled to, about her holidays. You know, <laughs> I can see how the premium level gets a bad name, but it's a great, great, but there was, a, like I said, I met people from every club in the county, but there was, I, I said last week, probably a crowd of 10,000 or so. The, the official attendance was 17,000. Did you hear anything from the people giving out about the crowding at the back of the lower Hogan? Mm, so the, it looked actually yeah, dangerous. They had, they had to stop um, letting people in there um, and, and they started moving them into the Davenstadt mm. uh, because because of the, 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 the fact that it was full. Now, it emptied out by... Half time anyway. In, in but the I think I think I think there the, was a bit of an issue was that like the leash crowd and down crowd were coming in and the mead and Antrim mm. crowd were going out at the same yes. time. And you see, there was only a section of you could only you could only come into the Hogan. Like yes, when you got in, you could go and sit in the Davin. But it was actually the entrances was the was the was the issue. But there was former down footballer Kevin McKernan had up on on Twitter the picture of it. And he, okay, look, Twitter people will give out about things, all right, but it, it didn't look good. Um, no. But the warrant, I'd say 17,000, uh, in my view, was a very good crowd for it. I think yeah. it might have been something similar last year. Um, well, in fairness, like I think Leash definitely outnumbered them. Like, I, as I said, at the early part, I know down with the start they got, but when Leash got the first point with Mark Barry, there was a, it was a proper roar, and there wasn't a whole lot more after that. But I did... I, I heard it, like, there was just... a couple of trains. A couple of trains went from Port Leash yesterday, and mm. they were absolutely jammed. I heard yeah, one lad yeah. nearly fainted. It was so hot and so packed so on the train. Yeah, you know, so there is the an appetite. It just so, um, when Leash got the penalty, I was chatting to a guy from Abbey Leagues. He lives in Dublin, sitting in front of me, and he had a couple, a couple of kids with me, and it was families from Spink behind me, and that. And okay, the kids there was plenty of seats where we were sitting, but the, they were down, and they were down at the front. Of the, the, and when Leash got the penalty, they were all down. Now, bear in mind that Leash were losing by twenty something points at this stage, and they were leaning on the barrier when the penalty went got taken, and Mark Barry buried it, and the cheering and leaping and around out was like the innocence of children, you know. But they, like you just have such a captive audience, you know, that these people want to. Everyone, everyone wants to get out and support their county. And like, look, the last thing, um, the people always accuse us of being too soft and all that in our coverage and analysis. And then other people <laughs> think we're like the greatest dogs of all time. So, but you know, you can't. It's very like we don't need to be kicking the management or team when they're down. You know, like the scoreline says it all. Eight, like, and there's stats out there. First time Leash ever conceded eight goals, but we've been, we've been in track. Like the goals were there all year to be got record. I don't know whether it was. I don't think it was a record beating in the end. But like, there are very few counties out there who concede a score like that in Croke Park. Like, you know, I don't think would Fermanagh or Limerick would that have happened to them? You know, and people would say like Leash were desperate and were getting abuse on Twitter and all that. 
there was 17 teams in the competition. So you were down to the last four. So Leash did better than 13 teams in the competition. Now, they could have been gone in the group stages. Um, but, like, the scoreline said, there's just the Wicklow game last year, the Dublin game this year, the, the down game yesterday, like, when talking, I don't know how many goals. Like, it's just... And I always have felt that Leash have decent individual defenders, but they just have not been able to implement a system that gives them a chance to compete with mediocre teams. Like, down, down didn't get out of Division 3. Like, oh, yeah, yes, they've won two with the last three under, Ulster under-20s. Um, they're, they're, you know, they've all earned five Kilku players started. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're sort of, like, among the mitigating factors, and, like, you know, you don't make any excuses, really. But, like, Trevor Collins obviously wasn't right to start yesterday, uh, and Mark Timmons wasn't right. Mark Timmons was stretching from early on in the game, and he came out in the second half and was taken off a couple of minutes in the second. So there's two key defenders that... You know, and Croke Park, there is no hiding place for that. And we were feared that the well had run a little bit dry on leash. Um, but I suppose if, if if overlaps are coming from the back, and I think it was before the second goal where Leash had the ball for about two minutes over mm. and back across the 45 and eventually lost possession and down came down the field. But just the difference in down, like the angles of running, the pace they were going at, Leash were, were patient, but there was no there was no sort of incision to come from anywhere. And then when I don't know what Leash were trying to do defensively because there has been no... Consi- I, I don't, maybe, am I right on this? Has there been a consistency in Leash getting bodies back into the 45? There didn't seem to be the same urgency about it yesterday. There were days when there was four, 15 men in their own 45. I don't think that was the case yesterday. And if it, when it has been the case, there's been, it's been passive enough defending. There hasn't been that much pressure on... Yeah. Like, just, you can see the difference... Like Colin Murphy and Mark Barry both got sort of bailed up real aggressively by down defenders in the second half when, when it was down in front of me. And um, I, I, I don't know, I, I couldn't hand on heart say what Leash were trying to do defensively. Well, you, you the, look at, I'm not talking about one match, I'm talking about across the year. When you look at down scored 4-15 um, and 4-13 of it, or 4-10, sorry, and 4-8 of it came from play in the first half. So like the and a lot of it was uh like they had no white in the first half. They were hundred percent well they hit the post and and that, but like they were they didn't have any wides in the game, so they were almost hundred percent um on shooting. And a lot of that was because they were shooting under no pressure. And while Leash had lads back, um they weren't putting any real pressure on the ball. I think you, you say about what you know, the, the fifteen back behind the ball that they did do in some games, yeah, they did. I think that yesterday when they got the awful start that they did with conceding the goal so early. It's hard to do that. I agree with you, yeah. I think they froze. <laughs> I think they, they completely and utterly froze. Um, I think they were in shock. You could see, looking around the pitch, it's the uh, lads didn't know what to think because they weren't expecting it. Like They were, they come into the game off the back of two good performances and they were playing a team, though, who just presented a different type of challenge that they weren't able to live with. Now, they should have obviously been able to live with them a lot better than they did. And, they, you know, they should not They should not have been able to, to... They should not have been able to capitulate the way that they did. And, and that's the most disappointing thing. And you mentioned the fact about the support and um, you mentioned the fact about people being there. And, like, we want to encourage people to come to the games. And when they go away, you want them leaving if the leash had to be beaten yesterday by thinking, right, well... You know, there's something here to to get behind, and we'll we'll come back out now next year for the league and all that. But you wanted them to go down like Antrim went down. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Where where you could go where every Antrim person could leave there yesterday going, Do you know what we're not a million miles away? Yeah, we could have won that. Yeah. 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 So that's it. But look, there's a lot of things now that are going to um, you know, follow. We we'll we'll hear from Billy Sheen shortly. His future will be next on the on the agenda, I'm sure. Um when he was appointed originally he was given a two year deal with the option of a third year. Um, he was asked about that in the in the interview afterwards, and he, <clears throat> he sort of said that, you know, he'd already spoken to the county board about this. He's three young kids, uh, under the age of eleven, and the the job is is about fifty hours a week on top of his own job. And um, he said that he didn't give an answer, but he said that the decision will be taken by the management team and the county board in the best interest of leash football. So read into that whatever way you like but that I'm sure will be the first thing that will probably be decided over the coming weeks Tell you what we'll do we'll hear from Billy Sheehan and we'll come back and chat a little bit more um, we'll, come, we'll, come, we'll hear from Billy first of all and, and then we'll, we'll, we'll reflect a little bit, bit on it then afterwards Yeah look we're very very disappointed um, I'd say the game was gone within the first 17 minutes did four goals got in we prepared for what they were going to bring they brought what we thought unfortunately um, it just didn't work out um, in the game in the start of the game and if I'm honest about it, the score totally flattered us. They could have got another six or seven goals. We, we seem to just, uh, fortunately, kind of go back into our shells and uh, they missed opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. Um, it's obviously a brutal way to end the year. Did you feel like you came in with a bit of momentum as well after the two wins against Fermanagh and Limerick? So does that make it even more of a shock what happened today? I, mean, I suppose we got momentum off the Offaly game as well, where we felt we should have won easy. Um, just the London game, fairness was set back to then to go up to Fermanagh and go up to Limerick. Of course, you feel that you've uh, a huge opportunity uh, here today, but uh, reality was something totally different. Where, where does Leash football go from here in the Leash football team? There's a lot of talk about change that's needed at various levels in the game. So when you're talking to people now in the next couple of weeks, where, where does the county go from here? You got to, like come here. It's a case where I said down came through there. They were in two All Ireland semi finals in the last years under twenty. Like you know, they're bringing their fairness kind of levity. He brought them players through. He's for a number of young fellas as well. I wouldn't just throw all the ties out of the pram after after one day. And I know the Dublin game up there, Division One, their second favourite All Ireland. That was a different kettle of fish. But I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't lock the players again. The, the book stops at the management and uh, doesn't stop at anyone else. So it stops at me. And I would never never try any slight in any players. Like that, I think it stops the management. And that's what needs to look at themselves first and foremost. You, you made a good few changes at half-time, and we obviously been on the road four weeks in a row. I know you could say down have two, but the last game they played against me didn't have as much riding on as what we had. Was that a factor in it? Like Trevor Collins obviously had been injured last week. Mark Timmins we know had been struggling. James Finn had been struggling. Was that a factor in it? Um, look, we probably we look. We can make excuses all we want to. I know it's out there that we'd fit a lot of fitness tests this week. A lot of lads were put together coming in, but they were there, and uh, we were set up, and uh, we didn't perform. So look, it's just not not, not good enough um, for the players' perspective when when we perform us like that. And as I said, it's the manager that needs to look at himself, not the players. Billy, you know, looking at you play throughout the year, you've been open quite a bit. Teams have put on a, a little bit of a score on you. How did you try to kind of rectify that coming up to today and maybe even today as well after four goals in 16 minutes? What can you possibly do? What did you try to do to kind of say, right, let's shut up shop for a little bit and keep it a little bit tighter? Yeah, I, th- I think in the Offaly game we can see the one goal that was dropped into the square. The guy, the guy, or, sorry, 
Kevin got one goal at the end of bonus over defender's head and a penalty and um, against against uh, uh, Fermanagh got no or was it, no or sorry Fermanagh got a goal and uh, Limerick so in the last five games it wasn't uh, it wasn't as bad but today they brought they brought power and pace and as I said again it was uh, it was my setup so it was it was left with me rather than the players with what we tried to deliver today and we, we analysed down and we thought we would be able to, to stop their game and unfortunately it didn't happen so it comes back to the manager again. It's, it's not a question anybody likes to ask at this stage but what's next for you? I mean I think you have a third I, 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 it was the option of the third year or whatever but have you any indication yet what you want to do going forward? Yeah I spoke to County Board a couple of months ago I spoke with them all a few months ago I have three kids uh, 11, 9 and 6 and uh, this is probably taking up 50 to 60 hours a week of my time uh, but again um, I'll do what's best for Leeds football never will be about me or never has been about me and uh, I'll sit down with the players but I, I know um, wh- where, where my um, situation is but also I know where Leeds football and look the right about their tonight is going to be get rid of the management but look the management Chris Conway included Jerry McGill Tommy Mulligan and uh, Paddy Dunn they, they're all going to do uh, what's right for Leeds and uh, let's just uh, they've just settled but I can just guarantee the people that the right thing will be done for Leeds going forward So that was Leeds football manager Billy Sheehan uh, talking to yourself and to Brendan O'Brien who is of the Irish Examiner but a Port Leash man um, himself and has been on the, the national reporter with the Star and the Examiner for a long number of years so he he, he Brendan tries to get the leash matches where he can, like, to, and not be sent off uh, to, to to other ones. But he was, um, anyway. Look, as you say, Billy Jean says that he'll do what's in the best interests of of leash football, and uh, like, you couldn't have been surprised in the slightest. Had there been a resignation yesterday, like, it would have been a very sort of natural thing to do. I don't think it would. Like, I'd be more of the view: let the dust settle. Achieves like, there's nothing going to be done in the next couple of days or the next couple of weeks in terms of. Uh, let them go have their points still I think all those that like that was their seventeenth game of the year, I think, since January. It was their sixth game in seven weeks. All those lads, you know, they need a holiday, go on to Ionap or play at the Lingles or somewhere there for, for a week or two, forget about football, come back. There's club championships starting at the end of July. The new club championship structure is a little bit more forgiving than the old one. It means that it really doesn't start to get more, a little bit more ruthless until the the, the second round of games or the you know two weeks later than it would previously so there's club league matches there this week and I'm sure some of them might get back into the thick of it you know you know but, but I wouldn't I wouldn't begrudge them I, I'm always a champion of lads going playing with their clubs and balancing the club and the county but if any of them were to be in somewhere this week and miss club matches it'd be the best thing in the world for them you know they don't need anything more in the short term but Sheehan has said it would have been a natural thing for him to resign yesterday like, you can't stand over a result like that. He took it completely, as he has done all the time, completely on the chin himself. Um, Sheehan doesn't have much support among the Leash football public. Never, like, as a player, I suppose, coming from Kerry, there was always that bit of it. I don't know what it was, but coming from Kerry, he was sort of seen as a blow-in. They're never going to get a sympathetic uh, uh, sort of reaction or whatever as as lads who are here all their lives. That's just the way it is. Um and 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 then but like he put his hand up for this manager's job a couple of times. You know, like it wasn't an overly attractive job to take on. Himself and Chris Conway, who were the two key managers, they've been there since the very start. Like he mentioned Tommy Mulligan and um Paddy Dunn that they only came in this year. And like it's funny like Chris Conway is down as the water to get Mayor Ishka. 
but it's just to get around the, you know, you're only allowed one person on the, or the manager in the two where Ishka's on the sideline and that. But I've seen it before with leash managers, the likes of Mick Dempsey, Sean Dempsey, Colin Brown. Um, they take it on and it doesn't work out and like they're blackened nearly by it or they're, you know, and the same for someone like Chris who's involved with his club and his kids are playing and all of that. I feel sorry for them because like, they they're they're doing it because they they want to improve their county and they're putting and there are plenty of guys like Billy Sheehan has taken plenty of flack over the last couple of weeks and over his entire career he said it himself and he put his hand up to do it he you know he he put his I suppose head in the chopping block or the into the firing line or whatever he tried to make a difference and it hasn't worked out had they gone down like after the last couple of weeks. And had they gone down like Antrim yesterday, I'd been fully supportive of Sheehan staying on for another year. Fully supportive of him. I think he's a rookie inter-county manager. Now, he has two years' experience at this stage, and there would have been an element of, of learning on the job. But it's very hard. To, you cannot you cannot make a case for, for him staying on next year. Uh, if he does, that's like it's a big body of work he has to, to do. But he has huge support from the players. He's huge support from the players. And he does a lot of things that are hard to sort of warm to in his demeanour as manager. Like the, I don't didn't see any of it yesterday, but the linesmen, the fourth officials, bits of incidents like that. But I think at the very back of it and how Billy has such sort of support with the players is there's a huge inherent decency towards the guys that he works with as players. He's been involved with college teams, club teams, county teams, player and manager with Leash. And he, he, he is very, very good to the people he works with. And I think that's he, his fierce loyalty. And there's obviously very strong traits there in that regard. And, and you know, huge respect to him for that. Huge respect to him for putting his hand up when there weren't, there wasn't a whole lot of other former players would have been jumping at the opportunity to do it. Um, so respect to him for doing that. And I just feel sorry that it's ended in, in this regard. Be very interesting how it plays out now. Like if, if he hangs in, the county board have to make a decision. You know, they have to move on it and they'd have to sort of, I don't see him there next. I really don't see him there next year. But the next couple of weeks will be interesting in the background. And people will go on. There are loads of little bits and problems with Leach. They didn't, you know, you can talk about the problems individually, like yesterday, that, you know, when Down turned them over up the field, you know, their pace caused huge problems for Leach, Leach you know, on, on the on the counter-attack, that defensively there was a problem. They're all small problems, in my view, in the overall scheme of things. To me... The bigger problem in Leash is the overall culture in the county doesn't allow for our county teams, underage, senior, hurling and football, to be at the best of their ability, to get the most out of themselves. I think we can do whatever plans we want, strategic plans, five-year plans, 10-year plans. There's been a couple of different reviews over the last couple of years. There are some great people involved in, in various positions with Leash, but to me, the overall culture is not one that facilitates the best of our county teams. And until we have a cultural reboot, there, there's a culture of what I can see is control, of sort of secrecy, of sort of bit of um, cute whorism, few of these type of things. And it doesn't matter what individuals are in place, in what roles in the county board, until that. We just little things. The media being banned from county board meetings. In, in a small thing, in some ways, but it's it, it's not healthy. We had issues last year with like the, all the games being played in Croke Park. We just or not in Croke Park in the Moor Park. We had a story last week that the, the games are are going to be in club grounds. 
that shouldn't even be a story. That should it shouldn't be newsworthy that there are championship games being played in club grounds. And that comes back to control and everything being centred in a moor park. Um I looked at the down I was looking at the down website last week before we played down and the down senior football championship is the exact same format as the sixteen teams, a back door. I think of all the games played and what is there, the thirty three or four games that takes to play your club championship. I think only about four or five of them were played in Newry, in the county grounds in Newry. And this thing about losing out on finance, like it all comes down to control. This thing about losing out on finance, like how are they able to manage it in Down? Are they losing out in huge finance in Down? They do it in Tipperary, in Kilkenny, in Offaly, Kildare. Are they losing out in huge finance there? Like there, there was reports from the Cork County Board meeting, the Loud County Board meeting. Some counties now back now have a media banned or whatever. It's not healthy. These GA awards last year, like the secrecy around those, you know, who nominated who? There used to be a very transparent process on that. Like all small things individually. But when they are done like that, it's a real sign that we will achieve nothing of note as a county. And you can blame Billy Sheehan, you can blame the fullback, you can blame a lot of small things individually. It doesn't really matter. And I see, I have seen previously good people getting involved in county boards and, that, and someone will say to me, oh, that's great, now such a lad is in there. And I say, it doesn't matter. The overall culture will eat them alive. They'll either fall in line and do fake all or they'll get pissed off at it and be gone after a couple of years. And more often than not, that's what happens. And I remember reading a quote one time or hearing it on the radio one time about uh, some organisation. And we don't have to, you know, you see the whole scandal at RTE and all of that at the moment. Every organisation has its shit shows at various stages. But I remember a quote one time of someone see, saying, culture will eat strategy for breakfast. So you can have everything in place and until the culture is right, um, you know, we'll have more days like yesterday and we'll have worse days like yesterday. And that won't happen in a semi-final at happen in a first round or something and look, we are all mad about our county we all love supporting our county and going to Croke Park and we'll forget about that and next year Leash could get to a semi-final again and there'll be train loads packed and there'll be people drinking pints in the big tree and well, the big tree is gone and Quinns is gone that's another disgrace but, uh, big tree know. is back but the big tree is back is it oh, drove past the jet um, yesterday loads of Leash people outside the jet Sorry, sorry, I, I skip think... on by there. There's a road there between uh, Drumcondra Road and brings you back onto the Clonliff, no, it's not Clonliff Road. But anyway, I skip by the big tree the way I come in at the place. But uh, sorry, that was a bit of a rant. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just, I just think there are so many small contributing factors. And another big one is like Port Leash, with a town of 25,000 people, haven't won a minor or under 21 in 10 or 12 years. Port Leash CBS, a big school that is, you know, fo- f- football or hurling isn't a big. Uh, big part of the school at the moment. Like they've won Leinster A's in the past. They've been in All Ireland B finals. They've produced loads of players that have played for Port Leash and and, and Leash. But like our our schools and like people, I don't know if the clubs in Leash are any worse than they ever were. I don't like you see so like Port Arlington have come and have more or less got up to the standard at Port Leash. Right, fairly close to it. Um, you see a club like Ballyroan Abbey, which have put massive effort in at underage level, great structures in place, got their house in order, have won first minors in, I think it was about 40-something years, first under-20s in 30-something years, and they'll win a senior in the next couple of years on the back of serious work. Port Arrington got their house in order. Um, Port Leash losing their way has been a huge factor. Uh, and our underage county teams, you know, not being of the same standard, but like, there was loads of times during during the decades that that uh, leash underage teams weren't wonderful, 
and it always able to produce a county team that was highly competitive and you know between division two and division one was generally leash's standard uh in, and in a strong province with, with dublin mead kildare offaly have won all ireland's from leinster going back going back through the years uh now i know football has changed 10 20 years ago yesterday's game probably would have been a 10 point beating and everyone still would have been saying it was the worst ever you know it, 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 the respect teams now have per, for possession means that when you don't have it, you're going to be punished very ruthlessly. But look, I don't know. That's that's a that's a serious rant I'm after going on there now. But I do think it's not. There is not one issue. There, there's it's a whole load of little things. It's a whole load of little things, and the, the the culture one to me is the one that. And I don't know how. I, I have no idea how you solve that. I have no idea whatsoever. No. Um. What's your look? You, you see people there saying, oh, get rid of the county board. Or, get rid of the... We go to the convention. We've been at them for the last, I don't know how many years. I'd say 90% of the positions will be uncontested. They'll either be just re-elected without um, a vote or else there will be just one candidate. And that's it. And and no one, you know, it, it rolls on and nobody says anything. We, we have the... The, the county committee meetings are on then. Well, and, there are plenty of people. And, and I, 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 would, I could say, I don't know how you would go. Like the time that those involved. That, that yeah. That's the thing rooms. you see. It's, it's, nobody wants to, to be involved. Nobody wants, like, and a lot of people are heavily invested in their own clubs. Like, so they don't have time to get involved with the, with the county as well as their own lives. So it is very, very difficult. Um, like I, I just see that comment over and over again. County board may go. County board may go. Go where and replace your face by who? The person yeah. who's writing them. And the person who's writing it certainly won't replace them. Um, you know there there is no um. We'll go. As I said we'll go in November, December. <laughs> if people are uh, their terms are ended or whatever, there'll be a person to go in there. But that'll be it. There won't, there won't be. 10 or 15 people banging down the door to get onto the county board and try and, and do whatever they want to do. That won't happen. So, um, I don't know. And like, it's not like over the last, what, since we started, there's been loads of different people have come onto the county board and have, you know, stayed on or gone to different places or whatever. So, yeah, county board will take flack. Management team will take flack. Uh, players are obviously going to take flack over it as well. There's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of fallout for for what happened uh, yesterday. The simple solution to it is to to start at the very beginning, isn't it? Where you know what, ensure People... that ensure that every single coach in every single club has the qualification. Start as basic as that. Go back to the very very start with what you're doing in your own clubs and start there. That's where it has to begin, and there's no like. Billy Sheen can go in the morning. I can take over. Moses can take over. It's not going to make any material real difference because it, it's all got to do with what we're doing in the county and how we're the type of players that we're developing. And as I said, like yesterday, just scared me because you're looking at like lads, like you look at that leash panelist there, like there's probably about two or three or four players maybe in the entire county that you could argue that should, that could, you know, could be there. I don't see, like, it's not like we haven't got the best players available to us. I think we have. Well, I, I would say every single Talchon Cup county are the exact same. The Dublins, the Kerrys, the Mayos, the Galways, the Armaghs, Tyrones, all these very top, well, even Tyrone, I do think, lose guys, but all the top counties, more or less, I'd say, have 99% plus take-up for the county. As you come down through the guys, there is turnover and all of that. 
But I don't think any Talchin Cup county would be able to say that they're we they they all have turned over obviously. And I, I agree. I said there's probably three or four guys in the county that would would maybe improve it. Maybe improve it. There'd be absolutely no guarantee of it whatsoever. So um the fear is like the, the, the thing is all the other issues that we're talking about are sort of deeper rooted. But uh Cahill Berry, the T D he's a T D for the Kildare South constituency, he he said a great thing one time about the government. He said like you're trying to, to fly the plane and fix the plane at the same time. And that's a little bit what we're talking about here. Like you can talk about going back and I do think uh, I do think there's a there's there's a lot going into a lot of the, the the clubs at underage level, they're all doing their well. Not maybe they're all. I'm sure of expressed disappointment. I've been on a lot of those um, Microsoft Teams, Go games, coaching courses, or sort of information nights. I said there's probably more qualified coaches in Leash than ever before, than ever before. But that comes down to the whole that culture has changed in terms of people have to do it. It's not like any old lad can go and take a team. There's a there's a big procedure now, and you have to do your foundation. You have to be guarded, vetted. You have to be safeguarded. All these things. Um, which are barriers to people getting involved to some extent, but it's the exact same for every other county. There, there's, there's, there, there, it, that's not unique to Leash. Um, as I said, the very underage. I think, from my perspective, I think go games at the very bottom looks runs very well. There's, there's a lot of positives about that. Maybe our county underage squads and that. I'd say that could possibly be an area that has huge room for improvement. I'm not familiar with it. The, the, the county development squads and th- those areas are, have been attempting to address those. There is still huge work going into them, um, but the thing is, is that you know, they're trying to fix the plane and f- fly the plane at the same time. You you still need your county senior team to be your flagship. That's your shop window. That's what gets the three and four thousand people going to Croke Park and booking train tickets and buying jerseys and all of that. And you need that to be fixed fairly quickly. You can't because people have no patience. Every year, it's a focus on the underage. But you have you can't just do that. You have to have a senior county team going well. And you look at Down. Down were an unholy mess last year. Like they didn't win any game. They, they drew one game in the league and got relegated to Division Three. They lost the Ulster Championship game. They lost the Talisman Cup game. Um, the change manager, poor James McCarthy, a legend of Down football, who'd won two All Irelands as a player, managing to a 2010 final. He sort of took the job because nobody else would take it and it didn't work out for Kilku. Wouldn't get on. Kilku were didn't get on with the county board. I said the rest of the clubs have an issue with Kilku. Your man Brannigan, who scored three points from play yesterday, said that the down boys don't know how to win, and you know it's different with Kilku. You know, went on a big rant. Um, you had O'Hagan. I don't think he was involved at all this year, saying like it was a losers' competition and no interest, that better off not playing it at all in that. And look now how they've turned it around in a quick period of time. Maybe, you know, with Kilku and their good underage teams, and maybe their schools are stronger, and that they're, they might have a stronger base than the likes of Leash. But like, if Sheehan goes or if Sheehan stays, they still have to be targeted and getting out of Division Four. You know that's still a realistic aim. But they need to they need to urgently address certain issues, um, with the team and the makeup of the team and their and their approach and that. But if not, you get back to sort of, you know, those type of results happening to Waterford or Carlow or something. And God forbid, like, but uh, you know, I was looking at some of the players yesterday. Like Mark Timmins went off early. You know, the likes of Kieran Linnis, one of the longer serving players, like the last thing you want now is some of them retiring and going, or some of the younger players, like retirements happen because it's naturally the end. But what will probably happen is guys will go travelling, 
or the Wolves. I believe, I believe at least two of the teams that started yesterday won't be available. For retirements or travelling or what? Travelling, travelling. Yeah, yeah. So the and it won't stop at two, you'd imagine, and that's worse, you know. So a new man, if a new manager comes in, like she had a better panel of players at his disposal this year than he had last year. Uh, you know, a new manager comes in and you're back to. I remember the first year of she, we picked our leash today, team of the year or the club championship. And I think we had 12 or 13 Port Arlington players on the team. And I think he might have had two of them. Yeah. On the leash campaign. And yeah. You know. Um, so, and, and you could be looking at something similar again next year. You know, it's very, very difficult. Oh, you know, but look, we won't solve it here today. We're after ranting and raving a little bit. Um, what, 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 you, you finish her up there because we're nearly out of time. Yeah. Look, as I said, the only thing I'd say is for anybody now this week, um, be kind in what you do and think of the, the lads involved because at the end of the day there was nobody involved in that um setup yesterday that went out there hoping for that and the more people like if you look at the comments under our Facebook posts and the comments under Leash GA, Twitter, um you'd wonder anybody reading those, would you be bothered playing for Leash next year or anything else? And we're getting to a stage where we're making intercounty a very unattractive in places like Leash because the chance for success is minimal. And what happens when stuff like that happens yesterday is very tough to, to read for any any player or anybody involved in the setup. So I just ask for people this week to be mindful. That's all. I have to go back to work and everything else. And over a few days, it will blow over. But um, that's all. That's the only thing I'd say. And that's just think of the fellas involved and I can guarantee you that 90% of what's being said uh, wouldn't be said um, to the people's faces if we're standing in front of them. Look, and the other thing is we as supporters or reporters or whatever are surrounded by these people in, in, in the stand yesterday and we're all going out to Pro Park with our tail between our legs. Not the first time. Uh, they're play- they're not, the, not the first group of players to leave Pro Park with their tail between their legs. I would hope that the sort of say, Jesus, we can't leave it at that. We can't, you know, we have to rectify this. There is a division four to be got. There will be other chances to get back to Quebec. It's horrible now. Um, but the, the you know, they'll be back next year. They're back in November. It's a huge commitment. I hope they enjoy the points. I hope they enjoy the holidays and we'll, you know, get back with their clubs and, and go again. Look, there's not much more we can say. We'll leave it at that over and out. Good luck. God bless. Goodbye. The Leash Today Talking Sport Podcast, brought to you in association with Booth Concrete. Booth Concrete provide high-quality concrete products to Leash and the surrounding counties. Thinking concrete, think Booth Concrete. When quality matters.